Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a sense pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Hello, ladies and welcome to the 397 of Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe John Tyler. Join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, I'm doing fine. Finally, got done with another work week. At the same time, I'm kind of dead tired right at the moment because I had to do a whole bunch of uh, different cleaning stuff today. Plus, uh, I did a bunch of painting, so I feel extra tired. <laughs> but at the same point, man, I'm just looking forward to next week. A couple big things are happening, but at the same time, not going to share it with anybody until until it's done. <laughs> so a lot of you guys will look forward to that. But anyway, man, it's just the same old, same old been playing a bit of destiny 2 been playing a little bit more of that how about yourself tyler doing all right you know uh about the same level of exhaustion you know how to do a my daily monday through friday job number one grind and then uh um you know we're like our peak period right now so a lot of a lot of uh extra hours and then uh work my second job today ended up being a long very long usually saturday's a short day it's like a six hour day working well, sorry, excuse me about the burps now. Um, second job, I didn't get really busy and working a bunch of uh, extra hours there as well. So I ended up being a very long, kind of unfortunate to be a long day. Um, but uh, if, just for an idea where I am at uh, the uh, tire level as well, I um, I, I was Googling, uh, using Google Maps, and I had to go to a, a house on Loomis is the name of the, the street. Okay. And I accidentally typed in Pumas. Um <laughs> And I caught it, and legitimately, like, about a three minutes of me hysterically laughing to myself in the car. Uh, <laughs> like, just the straight, like, wheezing, you know, eyes watering, laughing to myself. And uh, I probably look like a maniac just laughing in my car uh, parked on a, you know, on the side of the road uh, on some side street. Uh, so, that, that's that's where I'm at in uh, life right now. <laughs> Is uh, I don't know why. Just pumice. And uh, like, I was talk to someone i didn't tell them the story but i just i actually referred to it as pumice at work and i had i I had to correct myself once again so now (laughs) i I think for the rest of my life i will always refer to that street and it's it's not too far from me it's just you know like a mile up the road um yeah so that's where i'm at in life uh pumice Uh, well if you want to hear like a little bit of a funny story before we get into the whole nitty-gritty of our gaming podcast there is somebody around, well, actually, someone that comes around my work, right? Like, either it's a disgruntled customer or just a disgruntled person. He's the person that I consider calling, and I do, the serial pooper. <laughs> now, as the name suggests, this guy, the past couple of months, has been going around my workplace... And just out of field view, just out of view of our cameras and stuff, right? 
has been taking a huge dump near our building, leaving, yes, do. and we don't know who the hell it is. But the last time he did it, we see this white van, right? It stops right out of the field view from the camera. Now, my workplace, they do have surveillance cameras. They do have it pointed specific places and this and that. But the funny part about it is, is like my boss, every time that this person does it, has to go out and clean the damn thing up. And it's usually around the same spot. <laughs> but uh, every time that we have like a white van with no windows, except for like maybe the passenger side, and the driver's side doors or something pass by, we're just thinking, I was like, well, there goes the cereal pooper again. <laughs> but yeah, he's still someone we are looking out for. Honestly, I, I just I just thought I wanted to mention this little funny blurb and stuff that uh, yeah, there, there's actually somebody that goes around my workplace, takes a dump, and then leaves and stuff for people to clean up. <laughs> it's like ah, the cereal pooper got us again. No, what's funny is my coworkers are now could. Ever since I brought it up, or now could now just uh, referring to him as the cereal pooper. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I got my I assistant manager saying it's like, oh, well, just watch out for the cereal pooper. <laughs> it's like the um, the movie Observe and Report. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like it came out probably like ten years ago. Yeah, and it's got Seth Rogen in it. He's like a. It came out at the same time as like that Paul Blart. Uh, mall cop movie yeah um but it's uh like seth rogan plays a a a mall cop and uh there's like a serial uh like the 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 main it's like it's all joke but it's like there's like a a guy goes around like he's flashing the women Uh at the at the mall in the parking lot like it's like the they have like it's like i can't they have a name for him but he's like he's basically a a serial like uh flasher so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's got its moment it's not a great movie but it's 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 fine but uh yeah i just that's what i was thinking of when you were telling me about the cereal pooper but um yeah yeah pumas and cereal poopers that's where we're, that's where we are at in life right now uh it's all it all comes all everything's coming up uh poop in this in this uh podcast not millhouse but poop but um well you could have just yeah. said daisies but still <laughs> no nah, pumas no no poo poo Everything's coming up poo. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is the uh, Drunk Nature Podcast where we uh, talk mostly about video games and poop. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think you know, poop, the poop talks always it's always going to be there in the background. It's never it's it's always it's always around you know it's always around it's it's never fully out of sight. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, every week we get together to talk about video games. Uh, if you like what you're hearing or you you want to support us more, we are on everything that you listen to uh, podcasts on or vi- watch videos, YouTube, all that. We're on them all. So check us out on twitch.tv. We're on there as, it, as well. Facebook, Twitter, all those. So like, join, subscribe, follow, five star, thumbs up, uh, comments, whatever you can do. Shares, shares is the big one. Uh, whatever you can do to help us out, we really would appreciate it. If you go and check those, check us out in those places and do all those things I ask, please. Um, but Gables, we're, you know, we're getting, it's pretty exciting. You know, we're getting close to that, uh, that 400 uh, episode mark. Oh, yeah, we are. We're uh, a few weeks away. So well, it's 397. So we got oh, three more episodes after this one. So <laughs> pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But uh, anyways, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of getting into that um, slower time of the year. Uh, I mean, we got we got the Game Awards in a couple weeks. And I'm sure we'll probably hear some rumors and stuff like that. And 
all uh, things to get excited about. Like we, it's like you know, it's like a mini E3 where we we get all excited for and everybody goes crazy. It's kind of like whenever Nintendo announces a direct like two days in advance, we all go nuts and think of everything. And then you know, most of the times nothing like that even happens. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty exciting. But you know, this week I I think you know it's kind of, it's a slower week. Um, slower time of the year. A lot, a lot of the big games are come are out or are about to release. Um, and you know, also a holiday weekend, so a holiday week, so. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I forgot to ask. How was your uh, Thanksgiving, Gables? Oh, you know what? Thanksgiving was pretty damn good, in my honest opinion. At least I got a chance to stay home, enjoy some fun meals. But at the same time, man, it's like I was gaming, just doing my same old stuff. It was actually very relaxing. That and Black Friday, the day after, it was actually rather chill. And I was well enough welcomed that with open arms. Let me just say that. Nice. Yeah, this is what, like... This year was like our first time having to work on Black Friday in like eight years. So I've been very spoiled with my jobs about having Black Friday off because I've I had jobs where we've like not not to be in like the retail part of it, but just having to work Black Friday, and it's it sucks. It's just oh my god, like, it's always a skeleton crew. There's never a lot of work to do, and it's just like you know you just have you just work three days, got a day off. Now your whole week screwed up because you don't know what the fuck's going on. You gotta go back to work for one day. Um, yeah, always always hated working. I've only done a f- like worked probably a handful of them in, in my time but uh yeah i was very i was very confused when i woke up friday morning i was very confused when i woke up thursday morning and then waking up friday morning also threw me threw me off and then waking up this morning has thrown me off so i'm sure tomorrow will throw me off as well especially when it's like like uh the hawkeyes the iowa hawkeyes played friday yeah and it's like i'm at work and the hawkeyes are playing right now that's weird <laughs> yeah, usually play on saturday what the fuck's going with that so yeah this kind of throws everything off throws it all for a loop um Oh, did, uh, did you get any uh, cool uh, Black Friday uh, deals or anything? No. To be perfectly honest with you, I didn't really have much in order to uh, buy any Black Friday stuff. But to be perfectly honest with you, it's like I, I know that there was some good stuff that was going on, but I pff, honestly, my funds have been going elsewhere and I haven't had a, any chance to really invest. But I did. I did purchase the that Hyrule Warriors game. Oh, nice. Yes. So I do have cool. that that I can play. Nice. Yeah, I I, I uh, got I got my copy uh, last week as well. The only thing I picked up was um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They had it. Uh, so they had a deal in uh, November at games at GameStop where uh, I didn't notice the thing. But if you spent over three hundred dollars in the month of November, you got a thirty dollar coupon uh-huh. uh, off like your next purchase, which I obviously I easily surpassed buying a PS five. Um, <laughs> so. I, so I, I just got a thing a couple, like uh, about a week and a half ago, and it expired. I think it was like early early December it expired. So I'm like, oh, I gotta use this soon. I'm like, what the fuck do I even want to play? And um, I was like, oh yeah, the, uh, you know, I, I was I was gonna play, I was planning on playing Valhalla anyways eventually or getting it eventually. Yeah. And uh, why? What the fuck are my birds doing? They're going nuts in there. I don't know what's going on in there, but okay. Anyways, I think, well, no, he's still going. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, so uh, sorry about that. I hope you guys can hear in the background. If not, I apologize. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, so um, I I uh, I was like, oh fuck, I'll just you know use it on that. I was gonna, I was planning on buying it probably sometime next year, anyways, for when it got when I found it for like thirty bucks or forty bucks or something. And um, I saw that, and then like I was like, oh, I'll pick it up. And then they had a, for Black Friday, they had it for forty eight dollars. So I'm like, okay. 
Oh fuck, that's even better. So I waited till Black Friday, and then I went, I went to go. I went and picked it up yesterday, and um, I had a, I didn't even know I had an additional five dollar off coupon, so I ended up getting it for like thirteen bucks. Nice. So uh, I don't, I'm not gonna plan. I'm not planning on playing it right now. Uh, like I said, the only reason I bought it now is because I had the had the coupon and all that shit. And there's just you know nothing else I want to play. And I probably I'm never I'm not gonna find it for thirteen dollars anytime soon. Um, yeah. So uh, got that. Um, yeah, I, I I got a couple of Christmas presents for my family, um, some deals, and that's that's about it. Nothing too big, and I usually don't go too crazy on Black Friday, anyways, because typically the games I want to play, I get them like on, at launch or shortly after launch. So, right. yeah, there wasn't really um, usually typically not too many games I want to play when it comes to like I, I I haven't yet to pick up um, around Black Friday. So that's a uh, pretty much it. Nothing too crazy. Um, but like I was saying earlier, not a lot of news this week. Um, but a, a few small things here. I think they're kind of interesting. I want to start with the first one. We we were trying to find some details on this because um, we, we both heard about it, but we didn't really I, we didn't really know too too much about it. But there was a people were thinking there's a Metal Gear Rex. Uh, you can hear his roar in the Demon Souls remake as possibly a teaser for the next Demon Souls. So we both we both ended up going on finding some articles about it. And watching some comparison videos to uh, the noise people are hearing Demon Souls that think that's it's a Metal Gear Rex roar, but as a tease for Metal Gear Solid One remake. Uh, then we watched a video of uh, the sound of Metal Gear Rex from Metal Gear Solid One. What was your thoughts when you heard that um, that sound? To be perfectly honest with you, I think people are just grasping at straws at this point because I can understand like how there are some comparisons to where it kind of feels like that uh, towards the beginning portion of say, the uh, Metal Gear Rex battle that we were watching, and then all of a sudden the sounds going forth with the, the strange sounds coming from that uh, the hub thing for Demon Souls remaster. You know, I could see the comparisons in some of the tones, but I think people are just stretching it. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's kind of way I like. I, we, I had heard about it uh, earlier in the week, and I just hadn't got a chance to, uh, or I just kept forgetting to go check out, like, people were talking about because i heard about it I heard it on the podcast and they didn't really talk too much about it and it was like they just kind of talked about passing like whoa what that was the first time i heard about it and uh went and you know just now for the show went and looked it up we watched it together and I, yeah i just i don't i mean it sounds like a, a metal clang like somebody dropped something in like a church and it just echoed and then like it doesn't sound anything a, a roar it just sounds like the only thing i can find that maybe possibly could tie in and this is like the biggest stretch in the world yeah. um is like metal gear rex's stomp uh in the in the original game is like the closest thing to sounding like anything like that people are comparing the the sound to like it doesn't even sound like a roar it just like i said sounds like somebody dropped a wrench and a and <laughs> a wide open in a, in a, in a, a big ass warehouse <laughs> yeah and that's what it sounds like so i don't understand the um the whole like buzz and people going crazy. I think I like, yeah, I would, nothing would make me any happier that, for a video game than a, uh, Metal Solid remake. Like that, that is the thing I want. Like if any game to be a complete overhaul from a top to bottom remake, it would be Metal Gear Solid one. It's my, probably my favorite game of all time, if not top three. Um, so I would love that very much. Uh, and I, you know, when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, that's badass. And I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna go 
super crazy. And then, uh, you know, there was a tweets they put out a couple months ago that I forgot about. And they were in the article about like, there was the rumors of them making a siphon filter, a symphony of the night and a metal gear solid, uh, remake. And they kind of put a, a, a series of tweets out kind of mocking those, uh, those rumors. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a series of tweets. Like the, the words didn't make no sense, but it's all like they use, like have a metal Halloween or, uh, like they, they use like symphony they use siphon in the, in the tweets, like in a weird place. Like, it, like I said, it's all mismatched, nothing, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I will, I hope like if that was our next project, I would be completely excited. Cause I think not only does blue point do a great job, uh, but it would be, you know, like I, I don't feel like anybody can do a remake better of a Metal Gear Solid game than Blue Point at this point. Like I don't see, like I don't trust Konami to do it. I don't trust anybody that they would hire to do it. If um, if Sony was able to uh, get the rights to remake it, uh, there's no way better than Blue Point. Blue and Point, we, we, yeah, Blue Point is ahead. definitely batting two for two in terms of the quality of uh, mm-hmm. remakes and stuff they've been producing. Shadow of the Colossus for PS4 is one of them. Demon Souls remaster has been getting a lot of good critical acclaim. So honestly, I'm very. I would be very excited if they were going with, say, a Metal Gear Solid remaster. At this point, you know, it's like it feels like almost any type of uh, game that they go through and make kind of gives the, like the golden touch to it because they know how to not only emphasize of what the made the games great originally but also emphasize on additional content that makes sense more or less towards the story yeah yeah like they have like their their game looks their games look phenomenal um they play like they find a good way of keeping the original aspects there but bringing it into a modern time um so yeah i would I, like i said I, I don't trust anybody else probably at this point to do a, a full a remake and we've seen that you know i i'm, I'm assuming I, I know blue point isn't a sony owned studio or a playstation owned studio but like it, it might as well be at this point but um they they i believe they remade the original not remade but they they made the the remasters of the Metal Solid two two or three games back on the uh, 360 and PS3 days. So they have a history of doing it. And we know that Sony, I mean, they, I mean, that's this, that I believe uh, Demon's Souls was, I mean, it's a From Software game, but I believe it was, was it um, Namco? No, not Namco. Who who was the, the publisher of Demon's Souls? Oh, the publisher of Demon's Souls at the time, I believe was Atlas, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Atlas? That sounds right. Yeah, you're right. It's Atlas. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, like, they're not afraid to go out and fork out some money to get the rights to do this stuff. So, um, it's just a matter of if Konami wants to play ball or not, which, I mean, like, they literally have to do nothing. Just give them the rights to make a great game, and they would make money. So, um, I mean, we've heard rumors already about them possibly working with uh, getting the rights to make a Silent Hill game and a Metal Gear game. So, who knows? Those uh, two that's part of the deal. definitely have been... Those two franchises have definitely been coming up in rumors over the past six months, that's for sure. Yeah, and I'm trying not to get too excited for the the fact that, you know, we might have a uh, a new Metal Gear game or a remake or whatever, but yeah, like, there... I don't know, what, what's the saying where there's smoke, there's fire, and sometimes, like, I'm... I would be... I'm leaning towards more... If you told me to bet a hundred dollars on what you think is going to happen. Um, you know, there's going to be, 
the, the rumors are true about Konami and Sony working together on something. I'm not going to say specifically anything, but if they're working on something or not, I would say lean more towards, yes, they're doing something. But um, it's like a 55-45 feeling, not like anything super crazy. But I think that's part of me just trying to like keep my excitement in check. But um, moving on here. So another rumor. So we talked about, I believe it was last week, about the Capcom leak and all the rumors uh, coming out of that and stuff, information we found out. And there was one game called Resident Evil Outbreak, which was scheduled for a Q4 2021 release. So early 2022 uh, would be would be when this, this, this plan to come out. But um, it sounds like this is from Dust Gollum, who's a uh, Capcom insider. He has been he has been a, a leaker of Capcom games for our Capcom news for years. Um, he uh, the apparently the game Resident Evil Outbreak, which was the code name for it, is actually Resident Evil Revelations three. Um, it, it might not go by Resident. It might be not, might be called Revelations three. It might be called Revelations something else. But it is actually going to be a switched focus game. Um, so this is a quote from him. Uh, I sort of weighed the options. I think long term people believe there's an outbreak three, and it's not exist. Um, I, don't know, I think long term people believing there's an outbreak three, which people don't remember. There was a PS2 couple couple games for PS2 called Outbreak one and two, which was those weird four player co op games. They were not good. Yeah. Um, but it, so that was kind of when I heard that code name, I'm like, God, no, please don't give me another outbreak game. But, um, you know, there's also the rumors that there's going to be that Resident Evil, uh, battle Royale game. But, um, anyways, so there's an outbreak three and it's, and it's not existing may hurt more than help. Uh, <clears throat> but I also got a hundred percent confirmation, uh, outrage as a Resident Evil switch. Um, it may not be called Re- revelations three, uh, when it releases, but in all intents and purposes, and it's a switch focused Resident Evil game. Not Switch exclusive though. It's coming to everything. Switch was the lead platform though. I know. I know you know this. Just decided a, uh, and just decided and think uh, it's coming out for the public anyway. So he posted on Reset Era. Um, so yeah. So anyways. Um, so Re- Re- what was it? Revelations One was actually a 3DS game that came out in 2015. I want to say. And no, wait, earlier than that because that was we talked about that. I talked about it in the first episode of this podcast. Um, so that would have been 2013. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Revelations 2 came out in 2015. And that was the, the weird episodic one. And then Adventures came to Switch in 2017. Um, I don't know. I mean, I believe you... Didn't you play Revelations on 3DS? Honestly, I think I played a little bit of the demo of it, but I didn't really play okay. through the entirety of it. Okay. Um, I really liked Revelations 1. I played it on 360 back in the day. Um, I remember renting it from Redbox and uh, had to really, really enjoy the game. It's probably like up until like the last two years, I would say it was my favorite, um, my best Resident Evil playthrough of a game. But this, it was easily the best Resident Evil game I've played since 4, which isn't saying a lot. Um, I think it's better than 5, obviously better than 6. Um, I guess there wasn't really much after that. And there was weird like mercenary shit, but like of the main, like of like anything with a budget and anybody that cares about Resident Evil games, like it was easily, it was a very good experience. It was a really, really good game. Like it, it's not like it, I don't want to blow it out of Porsche. Say it's like a, it's like a nine out of 10. It's like, it's a solid like 7.5 kind of game. Uh, and it was like, they did a really good job of bringing it from a 3ds game to a 360 game. It like definitely didn't like graphically didn't blow me away, but I really, Really had a lot of fun with it. I liked it. I mean, the story was bonkers bullshit, which that's really evil for you. But um, yeah, I I, I liked it. Resident uh, Revelations Two was 
really disappointing and frustrating where it was like uh it was like broken up into i believe it was like three or four episodes and like the, each episode but each episode came out like i think one week apart or two weeks apart or something like that and uh so i like that aspect where like they we have a clear release schedule for these games uh, and each episode focused on like different characters but like at the same like they all everything ran um together like so everything was happening at the same time but they all like ended up connecting together at the end and it just it was not good it didn't really work well um and then like they like had a tie in like you know like that was the big thing like up until with, with seven two and three where the remakes two and three where like you had to have two players at all times and like they just it didn't it, it just it didn't work well it wasn't fun it wasn't good um like the like when you have to play as the, the regular characters is fine, but they all had like a sidekick with them, and there was sections where you had to play with them. And like one section, you're a girl, like a little girl, and you had to do some sneaking shit. It just it didn't work well. It, it was like it, it was like the remnants of Resident Evil Six kind of shit. Um, but it, it, I don't know. It was it, that it was like a six out of ten kind of game. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. And it, it was I think it was like thirty boxes. I don't know, whatever. So, anyways, I would I'm I'm I don't know. Like I'm I'm open to the idea of revelations three uh but like revelations one and two didn't tie in together any, at all i think like some a couple of the characters were in there that that was it there was like no the story wasn't connected so i don't really know why it was revelations two when it had nothing to do with one um but uh yeah i don't know i'm sorry i'm kind of rambling here but uh i would like the idea of like if we can get some good spin-offs of the regular games i'm all for that i would love the idea of like more i mean i know we, we were getting a lot of resident Evil games anyways i think we had what three and we're about to have four and like a what since 2017 so we're talking about one game almost every year um so uh yeah i'm i don't know i'm all for it if we can get some good uh side games that'd be fun like like you know they back in the day when we had like code veronica even though that was actually resident Evil 3 and resident Evil, the original the actual resident Evil 3 was the side game and this yeah they, they, the titles got swapped around basically but um yeah i don't know i'm all for it I, I would like the idea of more resident evil as long as it's done well and like i'm not like expecting especially this is gonna be a switch focused game i'm not expecting like a blockbuster kind of stuff here i'm not expecting resident evil 2 and 3 remakes but if we get something close to that i'm all for it what about you gables well to be perfectly honest with you i don't mind as long as the game is good then hey why not yeah, and I, I think it's it's very important, you know, where they've definitely turned around uh, the name of Resident Evil, where you would, the last, what, up until Resident Evil 7 came out, you you can argue since 4, it's just been ran through the mud. They, like, they, they were, that franchise, that name didn't mean much anymore. Um, and there would be, like, it was, like, at that point where like people were like were raving about revelations that's the reason i played it was because people were raving about how good it was and like i mean and they were raving about it like being like this is a top tier game and they like played it i'm like this is a very good game this is not a top tier game it's a very good game and I'm not, like i said i'm not trying to be smart the name of revelations one i really enjoyed it but it was like that's how i think desperate people were for that game at that point or yeah. that franchise to be have good games where like a game would come out and be a 7.5 and it's just like we're gonna treat this like a nine kind of thing just because you're so desperate and <laughs> thirsty for something what they did too because yeah. after enduring what resident evil 6 brought to the table ever it felt like a lot of the fan well, base for re and, is, well Re- revelations i believe came out before six even oh, on wow. on 3ds i think it was like a two, 2011 or 12 game 
Um, so it, you know, it been out for a little bit, but yeah, even still, I mean, at that point, like that's how desperate it was. And then it was like Resident Evil Six was just like I think at that point it was like you hit rock bottom. Yeah, it's like we either got turn us around or just fuck it at that point. So um, yeah, I you know I'm, I'm I I'm happy with where the franchise is going, um, and it's just a matter of just taking care of it. Don't you know? Don't do what they did with after like Resident Evil took off the first time. It's like we got so many side games that were just trash, um, yeah. you know, and then eventually it just led to, it just bled into the, the mainline game. So it's like, take care of it. Be smart, be safe with it. You know, don't try to make a quick buck. You know, this is a long-term thing. You can make a lot more money over a decade than you will. You know, you can make a lot of money in a short time, but I think if you're smart and safe with this franchise, you can make a lot more money over the course of a decade um, doing that. But, um, Moving on here, so, uh, just, you know, it's it's unfortunate we're at the time when we, anytime a big something big comes out, especially electronics, um, they're hard to get, especially now with with COVID and stuff like that. So it's tough to it's tough to produce and manufacture, and also the chips that are in this. Pretty much everybody's using the same chips, like the new Nvidia. Um, I think there's some components in like the new iPhones and. Um, Xbox, PlayStation, everybody's using these same chips, same amount of same materials. So it's hard. And you know, on top of that, they're expensive to make. So obviously, anytime a new console comes out, they're going to sell it fast, no matter what. It could be a thousand dollars. Sony and Xbox can sell for a thousand bucks piece. They're going to sell out. That's something we all know. But this time, it's it's crazier than ever. Um, with uh, I don't feel. I don't know. I mean, we we don't have numbers. It's right now as far as what sales are but i don't think we'll have any until probably sometime late january or february when we get to the end when we get right. to the, end, the end of the quarter uh talks uh but uh i mean it's just this year is crazier than i believe i think this generation is a lot crazier than last generation oh um, yes of course. with with the scalper situation where i mean a part of that too is where technology is now in 2020 compared to what was that 2013 um but one resale, one group, uh, scalper group in UK, uh, sold re- resold over thirty five hundred PS fives for profit uh, this month, uh, and on top of that, they claim that uh, on a minimum they made at least a hundred dollars or hundred euros in profit per one uh, per console sold. Probably a lot more than that in general. And they also say that. Um, so here it says this is the the headline, but a, a UK based scalper group has sold has said it has no regrets over allegedly reselling almost thirty five hundred PlayStation fives uh, uh, consoles for profit this month. Um, so this is from Business Insider here. So uh, Crep Chief Notify uh, is a company comp- that's the name of the company is a company prop- uh, compromising thousands of paid members who are said to have used bot software to. Uh, circumvent online retail queues and automatically purchase PS5 PS5s um, consoles that came in stock. Um, so yeah, they also they charge a fee as well to do all this. Um, so the company has even ran Facebook ads, encourage people to sign up to resell PS5s for an instant. Oh, okay, so they basically like they you can sign up. This is very weird. Okay, I didn't read this part. I read the rest of it, but not this part. So you can pay a fee to sign up to be their group so you can sell your, they help, they sell your shit for profit. Okay. That's weird. It's like that. We sell your shit on eBay kind of store stuff. Yep. But, um, anyways, they sold over almost 3,500 consoles, 
uh, this month. And um, they said don't regret it because, uh, um, so this is a statement from the group uh, defending its actions. Uh, it's like, all right, however, in a new statement issued by the group, it defended its actions and claimed that many of its members were struggling financially but could now put food on the table thanks to PS5 profits. Uh, on, on Facebook, the group has claimed it's made its users over 2 million euro in profit to date. Um, previously, it's pre- predominantly targeted sneakers and sports, sports, sports. So this is like, this is what they do. They, they, like I know like sneakers is like a big thing, especially when Jordans and shit come out. Like that, it's crazy hard. I, I guess how hard it is to, to get those pre-ordered and shit and bought. Um, they're posting, there's all these pictures they posted of like people like, they have like dozens of PS5 stacked in their, in their, their house or their garage um, showing how many they have to sell. Um, so they, they, at this point sold 3,472 consoles. Um, and they claim that they did, they did this all without bots. Um, but as uh, this all manually, but my, here's my problem with this. Obviously one, it's bullshit. I hate the fact that scalpers exist. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I, it's hard to say cause like, I don't blame them for doing it, you know, like, but it's like, I think it's horseshit to do that. And you're hearing about like PS5s and shit being sold for $2,000 plus. Um, you know, and like, I don't know. If you have the money, I guess, and, you know, I don't know. It's just, I have problems with it. It's just, I hate the whole idea of it. You know, like, you know, I have the money. Fuck it, I'll do it. Like, I remember I bought my PS5 or PS4, admittedly, on eBay about a month after consoles launched. But I was able to find mine. Literally cost me an extra 50 bucks to get mine. Because people were like, put it on there and trying to uh, put it on eBay for like three minutes, and then, like, I'd watch them go up to eight, nine hundred dollars, and they were four hundred dollars. And I ended up buying mine for, I think it was like four hundred forty bucks. Um, so I paid a little bit more to get mine. At that point, I got lucky. Basically, I was I literally the only person that bidded on a <laughs> PS4, and I got mine. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. I just it, I hate it. I it it bugs me. And it's like cool you you know you do it all manual you're not doing bots you're like you're doing it all legit but it's like i hate the idea of like we're putting people are struggling our people in our group are struggling financially and uh it's putting food on the table i'm sorry if you're able to buy almost 3500 ps5s at 500 i mean i don't know how much it is 500 euros uh oh no 600 euros um i don't know the way uh they're selling it at a standard. Okay, so so yeah, six hundred euros. I'm sorry, I, I'm kind of going through this article again as I, as I'm talking. You're you're buying those thirty five hundred, almost thirty five hundred consoles at six hundred six hundred euros a piece. You're not struggling if you're able to buy that many fucking consoles at a time. I know it's not just one person, probably hundreds of people doing it, but to have the money, if you're struggling, how do you have the money to fucking buy these things in the first place to resell them at a higher price? Unless you have like some crazy credit card limit, like and if you have a crazy credit card limit, you probably have a decent chunk of money, you know. Like unless you're only able to buy a few and then flip them and then pay your credit card off and have a few. But I don't know. It just I don't know. I hear I hate when that statement of like we're struggling financially and it's putting food on the table. I'm sorry, I I'm not trying to say well get a better job then because I hate that statement. I hate when people say we oh, get a better job then or whatever. Fuck off. It's not that easy, but. It's like, if this is your life and this is how you make money, I think it's shitty. I think it's a shitty way. I mean, obviously, there's worse worse things to do. You know, you could be selling fucking drugs on the streets. That's worse. But it's in the legal world, 
this is really shitty. I hate it. I just, it bothers me. And I know it's like, you know, first world problems kind of shit. And I have a PS5 and I'm happy with that. Uh, I was able to get mine legit. Got it. You know, I, I talked about that in the past already, but I don't know. It just, it drives me nuts. I hate that. Like when I'm trying to help my, I'm like, I have a bunch of friends trying to buy PS5s right now and I'll, I'll put, I'll send them links. I'll try to help them out and they can't get them and they're trying to do it the right way. And it's like, they'll go in, they'll wait 60, 70 minutes in a, in a virtual line on the website and it sells out or they go on and it sells out in 30 seconds because bots. And it's like, fuck you guys. Like not, not my friends, but fuck you guys that do that shit. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know if there's a what better way to do it. Like, you know, you, other than having 10 million PS5s and Xboxes at launch. But I, I don't know. I just, it, the whole thing, it just pisses me off. What about you, Gibbles? All right. Let me begin by saying this. Regarding the statement and that Robin Hood type bullshit, I'm just going to say what it is. It's pure bullshit. If you can afford to buy that many PS5s and scam so many people doing so, then you got a lot of fucking nerve going through with all the shit that you're doing. I'm seeing pictures online of these sellers, especially the ones in that group specifically, having, I kid you not, like, living rooms that stacked with 50 to 100 mm. PS5 systems. I am angry at fucking retailers that don't give a shit about limiting these sales, one per transaction. Or even with a verified well, ID purchase. Yeah, like I, I don't. I, I want. I want to know more about that side of it. Of like, is there a way to stop this? And I gotta imagine there's probably oh, like. Oh, you I know think it's what? one of those things though where they they find a way to stop it, and then one more pops up. It's just it's like it's like well, pulling weeds. Here's the thing. Yes, there are ways to stop it, but at this point, for the people that have the power to stop it, they are not doing so. So I do definitely blame retailers, and I do definitely blame Sony, and to a certain extent Microsoft as well, for not handling this the correct way that it should have been. Microsoft, no, not Microsoft, but Sony has already went on record in saying that the PS5 has had the biggest launch that it's had for any other PlayStation system. Well, I wonder why. Maybe it's because of a lot of the fucking bullshit that these groups are going through and scalping all of their fucking, (laughs) most of the stuff. I disagree with that part because, I, like I said, I think these even if like only one household got this per person. Like there was scalping didn't exist, they would sell it regardless. Well, yeah, that's there's true there's too. enough people out there that will want these things in the world that they would have sold out. I so it's like same with the Xbox. You know, like the Xbox claimed that you know that the Series S and X is the best console launch ever. That's it's always the case. Every time a new console comes out, there they break all the records because there's just more of there's more gamers than ever before, and there's more consoles than ever before. So. But one thing that cannot be denied here is these scalpers are preying upon the FOMO of all the people that want this PS5 system by the holidays. They are preying on the weak-minded because going through eBay, checking out the things that have sold, there are literally consoles going for a thousand. There is one that sold just today, not even an hour ago, for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I believe that. $10,000 for a disc-based PS5 with the controller, with camera, and one of the first comments on this thing after this thing sold is, is like, why in the hell? It's like, why in the hell are you even doing this? Do you have that much money to waste to spoil your kids? That, I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah. But the fact that people in this 
environment, in this COVID-laden environment, are pretty much thinking, are pretty much getting like scammed in the sorts where they're going to be paying two, three times the amount just for a luxury item is fucking bullshit. I honestly don't have any more words in regards to that, but it's just this whole aspect of this whole scalping stuff. You know, I understand it goes on every console launch. It did for the PS4, did for the Wii, it did for like other types of stuff where people bought up a huge sum, marked them up on the market. But it's even worse now, like you were just saying, Tyler. Because a lot of the retail stores don't even put them inside the damn stores because they mark them as online only. And those get fucking sold to the scalpers. That's what yeah. pisses me off. Because anybody, yeah. any Joe Schmo that wants to walk into a Walmart or wants to walk into a Target, they cannot get their system that they want, that they've been saving literally months in order to buy on that specific, like, you know, that specific launch date or launch month because of dipshits like these scalpers and honestly i don't really see too much of a solution to this other than the fact that both sony and microsoft release more systems that overflood the market and they somehow make it inside stores you know that's kind of what i feel like it's going to lead to yeah and i mean i i definitely agree that the fomo thing is is, is real you know it's like do I need do do I need a PS5? No. Does anybody? Let me honestly. Does, no. I mean, does anybody need one? No. But I mean, for like the the games that I want to play on it, like you can play them on the the last generation consoles. Like I get that. I know that. It's it's definitely like definitely you know you want to be the first, not so much first, but you want to have the new thing. And I, you know, and I fully admit that. Like, um, I've multiple times out saw like Xbox One X or Xbox Series X. Sorry is up for pre-order or up for purchase right now. And like I'm on being on Twitter and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And I go, I just go and look and I have it in my cart and God knows if like, it would actually go through once I actually went through the process of putting all my shit in and buying it. But I've had multiple times opportunities where I could have had them. And I, like I woke up yesterday and like, I was like, I wasn't going to, I was like, oh, I'll go to GameStop for work and just get Valhalla instead of, uh, doing it after work. And they were, they, I guess they, uh, we're saying every store had PS5s and Xbox, the new Xbox Series X. Um, each GameStop had a handful of each, and uh, I went. I you know, went there last night after work, and I was talking to him. Like, you know, I could have went. I, I could have had one basically when I talked to him. But he's like, I'm like, hey, how many? How many did you get? And he's like, well, we had three PS5s, and we had. Uh, I think he said like seven Series Xs. And he's like, I'm like, how long did those last for? He's like, oh, like the the PS5 was gone like ten minutes. The Series X lasted about an hour. I'm like fuck. I could have came in as soon as the guys opened and and actually left with one. Yes, I could have had one yesterday, but I was just like, you know, I woke up yesterday morning. And I was like, and I had a little bit of time for I had to go work. And I was just like, and you want to think about? It, I'm like, ah, well, a, I didn't want to get up. You know, I, I, you know, I was being just being lazy. But b, it's just like, I don't need one. You know what I mean? It's like, especially if if I, if I had a PS5, I probably would have done it. But like, just to have a new console that generation. But right. I don't know. I just it definitely is a FOMO thing. It, it really is. You're like you, but I mean that's just technology in general it's just like you know like it's it's kind of cool to have the night the new hotness you know it's like it's nice having the ps5 i like looking at it it's it's i mean it's it's gigantic and, and crazy looking but you know it's like me wanting to have a switch at, at launch you know it's like breath of the wild the big the the one big game at launch out of the one two switch um it was coming to wii u but it's like we want everybody want to play on the switch like we don't even nobody remembers the fact that was a was a wii u game you know 
And I, I, I feel like we'll probably look the same way, like Miles Morales and stuff like that too. Um, yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. Like, it's definitely, it's crazy that we allow this to happen. Like as gamers, you know, it's like we go nuts and crazy. And it's like, there's no need for it. It's like, but it it's the downside. I think it's especially the downside of releasing so close to the holidays where it's like, you know, kids want the new, I mean, and we get that as kids, like you always, like we all wanted the new thing at, you know, that year it came out. I remember wanting it, getting a DS for Christmas right after it came out, you know, when I was a kid or getting the Game Boy Color, even like that, that year it came out, like the same thing, you know, especially, you know, when kids, they want the new big thing, especially if like, you know, it's like you want to play the new thing on there. And also you can tell your friends about, Hey, I have the new thing. And it's cool to say, and uh, I, I get that, you know, as parents, it's like you want, you know, you want to do what you can for your kids, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know who, who's the chicken and egg thing where it's like, we allow this to happen. It's shitty, but it's also, it's shitty. That people take advantage of the situation and uh, do it. Um, but moving on to our last topic here, Gables. Uh, so Hyrule Warriors, uh, Age of Calamity, we were talking about it earlier. We both have it. Um, is now the best-selling game. Uh, best-selling Musou game of all time. Uh, it's selling over 3 million copies in the first four days of release. Um, so I don't know what the original record was. I want to see if I can find it. Uh, it's, it's just, no, it doesn't actually say. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't say. I was going to open it. It just says that it outsold um, uh, other really good-selling games like Fire Emblem Warriors, which I believe uh, I we had they had the sales numbers out for that one. It was a little over a million on the uh the switch i have no idea what Hyrule warriors the original one did i know it was way, way less than a million on uh on the wii u and i don't think it sold super duper well on the 3ds because it, it just flat didn't run very well in 3ds but uh yeah so anyways it came out on the uh came out last friday um so by monday it had already sold over three million so that i mean that's i think that's awesome but it's also on the heels of you know like breath of the wild coming out and being one of the most beloved games of all time, especially last of the, of the decade. Um, and the, the fact that it's, it looks just like it. It's got the same art style, all the same assets and that it's kind of, it's supposed to fill in those gaps of uh, basically what happened a hundred years ago uh, in, in breath of the wild. So I don't know. I think that's awesome. I, I would, I would definitely like to have a higher warriors three of some sort. I don't know what it would be, but what about you Gables? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm glad that it sold the amount that it has because these style of games, these Musou style of games, man, they're very fun. Even with the small time I've had a chance to play with uh, the new Hyrule Warriors game, I have enjoyed the combat immensely. I mean, going through the first hour or so of the game and like uh, playing a little bit as uh, Link and Impa, I gotta say, though, I mean, I really love the aspect that the combat feels smooth, the animation stuff, you know, it looks fine as well. I mean, I, the whole Breath of Wild, Breath of the Wild style, in and of itself, looks good. At the same time, I'm so amazed how they were able to get that Breath of the Wild engine just running with the the, the Hyrule, like the, the whole freaking uh, Dynasty Warrior style combat that is uh, so familiar over the years for people. And I got to admit, you know, it's like I can see why. I mean, Zelda, great, is one of the more popular L like. IPs and stuff for Nintendo. So this one being the best-selling game inside of the whole Musou style of games is no surprise. Really. Hmm. Cool. Well, speaking of Hyrule Warriors, Warriors Age of Calamity, uh, moving on to what we've been playing. Uh, we both, like, so we both bought it. We both had a chance to play it. 
Um, I'm kind of curious how how far along into this, how much time you spent with it. To be perfectly honest, I haven't spent a hell of a lot of time playing it. I've played it in handheld mode on my <laughs> Switch Lite. It definitely feels good in handheld mode. I didn't really notice a lot of hiccups or anything from, uh, like I said before, the initial hour that I have played of it. I haven't noticed any type of chugging. I haven't noticed any type of stiffness in terms of the controls. As a matter of fact, it's like what I was stating previous. The controls feel smooth, really responsive. Going through and playing as Link, he's a little bit more of like a balanced character where Impa, Impa, she feels like one of those speedy type of characters that you play where you can combo into specific, like, uh, into specific patterns with a group of enemies with her, uh, kind of like her ninjutsu sort of stuff where she has like clones of herself and stuff and you get so many clones on the field until you press the A button and it does this big old colossal attack and stuff to get all the enemies on the field, just all this and that, you know, but, uh. I have fairly enjoyed the experience I have been playing. I mean, if not for uh, the fact I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2, I'd be really, like, <laughs> hook, line, and center playing this game. But, yeah, you know, I am enjoying what I'm playing. What about yourself? Um, So I have uh, beaten the game. Oh, hell. There you go. Yeah, so um, I have a lot of feelings about this game. Okay. Uh, I talked about it when they announced it. Like this was my most anticipated game for the rest of the year, um, and I love the original Hyrule Warriors, and um, even went back and started playing again after they announced the game. And went back and had a blast. I only played it for like another hour or two. But went back and had a blast. I'm like oh, this game's so good. I, I, you know, um, and I loved the original one because it was just basically like it really was like just like this story is bastard crazy. I mean, it's like the story is not like top tier or anything, but it's just like. It's basically just like we're just finding ways to like get all your favorite stuff from the all like the the history of Zelda. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was like it's a history of Zelda, and we're just ho- like throwing this all together in a hodgepodge of of like here's some cool like here's a Skyward Sword level, here's the Ocarina of Time level, and blah blah blah. Uh, then they add some stuff later on where they announced like they put like um, some like uh, Wind Waker stuff into it. You know, you know, it's, it's just it's great. It's a good time, and um, and like a higher and a in a Dynasty Warrior style. And it was, it was a blast. Had a fun with it. It was better. It was way better than it had any right to be. Um, I'm going into this one, the fact that just on we're getting a, a new Hyrule Warriors was exciting, but also the fact that you know it's it's going to fill in those gaps of um, you know of like that hundred like of Breath of the Wild one. We're talking about what happened a hundred years ago, um, and uh, it's hard to talk about that spoiling, but uh huh. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I the story is very misleading. On the verge of like outright fraud is how okay. I put it. Uh and I, I kept playing the game almost entirely off of like I want to see where the story goes. Not in like I'm really enjoying this story, just like how far like like, are they really doing this? They're actually doing this. Oh my god, that this is happening. They're really doing this. Okay, they did this. Um, so if you are playing the like, I don't want to spoil stuff. I don't want. If you're planning on playing this game because you want to see what happened with Breath of the Wild, um, you know, like that backstory, don't. It don't do it. It's not worth it for that. It's bullshit that the story is for that. 
Um, the story is, if you take it out of that idea, it's okay. Um, but I, I feel like that was their big push for this game. was like, hey, it looks like Breath of the Wild. And it, it's going to fill in those gaps. And it's just, it's a very, um, like I said, misleading on those facts of like what they're doing um, with that. Um, that aside, the game. This is a, what should be a 10 hour at most campaign uh, is actually like a 20 plus hour campaign. Huh. Uh, and it's it feels very much like you know, you have leveling systems. Like, there's so many cool things to do with it. I feel like we're like, you know, you have like different. You can they they do some cool stuff with like your four main powers, like the magnesis and stuff like that. Where like they actually work the way they would work in Breath of the Wild for the most part. Um, they have the paraglider. Um, all the, all the, the characters are back. Like they do some cool aspects of that. Like, they try they make a lot of those aspects work in this game. Like you wouldn't think they would. And it's little cool nods you find throughout the game while playing, especially if you like you pull a more time in the levels and not just go straight through them and do the. Um, you actually take your time, go around and explore the levels you're in. There's some cool like little nods that they do, um, but uh, it like I said, if if especially the latter third of the game, it's just like you do the the level the enemies very, become very repetitive. You you see. They add. They, they do a decent job of adding new enemies, and just when you get kind of tired of those enemies, they throw some new ones in. But about a third of the way through, they just stop adding new characters in. And it's kind of like my like it's my pet peeve in video games. Like, and there's a lot of great games that, that have done this. Like I talk, like I love Uncharted two, and I've always talked about like that last third, maybe quarter of the game feels very much just tacked on. Where it's like I'm like you're just throwing waves of enemies at me. You're not adding anything new, and that's kind of how I feel about this. Where it's like there's 20 main missions to the game, and I I would argue that around 12 or 13 they just stop adding enemies at that point, and it's just the same. You know, they, they, and there's some cool enemies they throw in, some fun little surprises that they throw in, and then they're cool to fight there that first couple times, and it's like then they kind of go to the well a few too many times and they keep throwing them at you again. It's like, this was no, this was a really cool thing that should have been maybe in here once, maybe twice. And now I'm doing it for the fourth or fifth time. Um, and there's just like, especially the last, the last like few levels or just like, we're just going to throw a shit ton of them at you. Have fun. And it's like, this is no longer fun. It's like, I figured out, especially in the game where we just tap the Y button a million times. And then occasionally every, every fifth Y, you throw in an X. Um, not, I mean, that's what Dynasty War games are. I'm not trying to badmouth that. Like, I don't give a shit about Dynasty War games. I just, I like these ones because it's Zelda. You know, like if they, they made a Metal Gear Warriors game, I'd probably play the shit out of it too. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just did, and then, I don't know. Like, I like some of the like at first when I played the demo, I I played a bunch of time in that demo, and. Uh, Doing there's like oh there's something there's like the like side missions you could do to like level at you know to grind out get your levels up, unlock um, all of like the the food and the um, items you need to upgrade you can upgrade uh, you know your you can open up new shops or you can upgrade your weapons or you can um, use these to uh, upgrade your characters things like that 
Uh, after a certain point, you realize you have to do these things. You're no longer like a side thing you have to do. Like you have to do these things because you will not hit the level, um, the level, the recommendation that they recommend you do to go into these main missions. And I'm happy I grinded heavy, heavily early in the game um, because I, when I got later in the game where I'm like, all right, I just want to beat this game. I no longer want to do like I'm at the point where I'm like, I absolutely don't want to do any more of the side stuff. I just want to fly through the game. Like I'm happy I overleveled early so I could just coast through the rest of the game. But that being said, minor spoilers, but a tip for people that I highly recommend. Do not put a lot of um uh you you can like uh combine your weapons together to upgrade your the the one weapon you're using while you're playing the game. Do not put a lot of resources into your main weapon for for Link uh until you get the master sword. Which you get the master sword about a third of the way through the main game. Uh, and honestly, I would say don't bother grinding too much before you get the master sword as well. Because once you get the master sword, um, it makes a drastic difference in how um, how, much, how powerful you are. It's just ten times more powerful than anything you can do um, with, the, with, the, with the main weapon you're using before that. And also, uh, my plan was, I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking put a bunch of resources into this weapon and then when i get the master sword, because i knew i wasn't gonna get the master sword eventually because it's fucking it's it's a zelda game but i was like i'm gonna combine that i'm gonna uh combine that into a master sword not gonna happen something happens and you're not able to do that you lose you basically just lose the sword so i put a shit ton of rupees and resources into making this weapon powerful and then i lose it and you don't get you don't do anything you just lose it so i would recommend if if able don't put too much resources into it and wait to grind until after you get the master because it will make the uh, those all those side missions you can do where it's like kill 500 enemies in three minutes or whatever. Um, wait to get that because it's you just it's just okay. it makes so, all, it makes it makes it a lot easier. Go ahead. So basically, what you're telling me is like uh, focus upon the main missions. Don't go ahead and focus on the side missions until after you get the master sword. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do like the, you know, you can upgrade your your enemies by adding combos or adding bonus hearts. Like, do those. And if you need to do a little bit of grinding, you know, don't go ahead and do it. But if you if you're the type that wants to over level, or put a bunch of time into the side missions, especially the link focus ones, wait until. Um, but you all do the, the other ones. characters, I'm pretty much good, right? Yeah, you can do those ones. That you're fine on those ones. Um, and that I don't know. I, it's some of those, some of the characters are just not good. Like Impa is really good. Impa was probably my, she's probably my third favorite character. Uh, Ravali is my second favorite character to play as. I had a blast playing with him. Um, and that's not really spoilers. That's stuff they talked about in the in the original uh, trailers for this game. It was like playable characters. There's um, Hestu, the uh, um, the the poop guy, the guy that gets the you give the cork, the, <laughs> the cork, cork guy, dude. Yeah. He is one of the, he's a playable character. I fucking hate him. He is <laughs> awful to play as. I he was like the one character I did not pay any attention to. I did a couple side missions with him and I'm like fuck this. He is just a terrible. He's like a joke. He's like the Pichu of this fucking game. He's a joke character. He's terrible to play as. It's awful. Don't do it. Just don't play as him. He's fucking awful. Don't use him in any of your missions. He sucks. He's worthless. He's awful. Fuck him. He can burn in hell for all I care. He is the anti-tingle. Fuck him. Um, the anti-tingle. He's suck. He's, suck it. That's that's where I'm at. Fuck that guy. Uh, but I, yeah, that was like that was part of that kind of started breaking me. Was like 
because at that point I was like, I'm doing all the the side missions as I pop up, you know. It's like the master mission where I'm like, oh, I should have just waited to over level, and then being irritated about the fact that I lost my one weapon I put thousands of rupees in and tons of my swords into, you know, uh, combining into that one for nothing. But then I get Hestu. That was like, I'm fuck this. I, I did very little side missions just to keep up with like the the level I think like the last level they recommend you be at level fifty seven and I was at like fifty five. Um so and also plan on spending a lot of cause you can spend rupees to up to uh raise your levels for the other characters and you can raise those levels up to the whoever the the so like say Link is level fifty. You can bring all those other characters up to level fifty with rupees. You can pay money to have them and save you time on grinding. But honestly, there's the amount of side missions you have to do for each individual character, there's not enough to, uh, without doing side missions multiple times or main missions, like replaying them over and over again. If you're into that, that's fine. But if you don't want to do those things uh, and save, like you either have to replay missions over and over again to get your level up for some of those side characters or pay, pay money, even if you just do each side mission as they pop up for each character. Um, so I, like I would, I did a decent amount of them, uh, at first. Uh, and then if, after a while, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm putting all my rupees into raising the levels of my characters up to certain, to like, just to be decent in these last few levels. But, uh, I ended up playing through it. Like I said, like, I think the, the biggest issue I have is, um, you know, this kind of game for me personally, like I said, I'm not a Dynasty Warriors fan. I'm not, you know, that's not my thing. I, I like this game because it's Zelda. Um, and I like the original. I think Hyrule Warriors was great. I love it. And I look back on it fondly because it didn't overstate its welcome. You know, it's not. This is not a game that should be. This is a ten-hour game at most. I feel like, and this game, like my final save was just over twenty-one hours, and that's what, like I said, like I, I, I stopped doing side missions, probably ten hours in. I'm like, I gotta be close to the end here, and I looked it up, and I'm like, I am halfway. <laughs> Maybe I think I was like on mission. I just beat mission nine or ten, and I was just like, I've got to be about it, about done. And I was like, I was kind of looking, and I was like, oh my god, I I have there's twenty missions. I'm nowhere <laughs> close. I'm like fuck, and it's because like, at that point, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm ready. Okay, I'm like, I can only hit Y so many more times. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I, I really enjoy the game. I did. I just have a lot of problems with the advertisement how they sold this game because it's bullshit, and also. It's just, it's too much of a good thing, and it just becomes a bad thing after a while. But that's me personally, just because, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a Misu fan or Misu, whatever the fuck how you pronounce it, fan at all. Like I, I like the same game because it's Zelda. And that's it. Um, so yeah, like I even went, I checked out the Fire Emblem game, the Fire Emblem Warriors game a few years ago, and I was like, ah, like, I, I, I have no interest in Fire Emblem games. And I was like, ah, no, I, I really, it's just, it's not a, I don't like Dynasty War games. I just like the Zelda game. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my thoughts. I don't know, like, I, like I said, I've I've a lot of mixed emotions about the game. Like, there's aspects like I love, uh, but it's just like I said, it this game for me was twice as long as it should have been, and really, if I played it the correct way, three times longer than it should have been for me. Uh, but if you are you someone that likes these games, like likes these style of games, and keep playing through them, you'll probably love it. But if you're going to this looking for a, I want to know what happens to that story of Breath of the Wild. Don't do it because it's it's bullshit the way how it all works out without trying to without trying to spoil anything. Um, anything else, Gibbles? You played? 
Yes, actually, like I was saying beforehand, I have been playing more of Destiny 2. Destiny 2, I like I said previously, I did go through the initial expansion for Beyond Light with my Titan. I have completed a whole bunch of different types of objectives and stuff. Beat uh, Aramis, the house, the like the head of like the Kill of Kells for the Fallen and stuff. I have been getting so addicted in terms of certain exotic quests from this expansion. It's been kind of ridiculous. And I'll give you a good case in point. There is an exotic sword inside of Destiny 2 called the Lament. Listeners listening into this right now will know what I'm talking about if they're Destiny 2 fans. This sword is fucking broken, and in a good way. This sword takes down certain champions and certain bosses, I kid you not, in not even like 10, 20 seconds. This thing is so overpowered in terms of the expansion, but I will say that this way, the process of getting that sword... Man, it was actually kind of challenging in that regards because I had to do a little bit of collecting resources by defeating certain enemies here, going back and forth between, like, uh, playing a little bit of a back-traveling back and forth, kind of like any other type of mission in Destiny where it tells you initial how many steps you got to go through before you complete a mission. But for the Lament, it's basically... It's basically you have to go this, you have to go to this one person, then you have to do some resources and stuff... I'm simplifying it just for sanity's sake, but uh, uh, finally getting this exotic sword and going into places, say like the Crucible, and like going, not the Crucible, but going to like the Gambit and other strikes, and then just laying waste to these high-level like monster, like these high-level fucking like fallen hive scorn stuff, it feels so good. You basically got like a whole like big old primeval inside Gambit, right? You take out the the freaking uh the the like a uh, subsidiary like bosses you know that you have to defeat before the main boss and you're doing it like in about a couple hits before going into the main boss it just feels freaking good there is a glitch that my friends and i discovered with this sword and not just with the lament but with just with swords in general because i the same thing happened when i tried the falling guillotine what basically what happens is I can just do a short hop and hit my uh, and keep on attack with my sword without any ammo, and it does the same amount of damage that it would with uh, <laughs> if I had ammo in my gun in my uh, sword. I have taken advantage of that in Gambit. It is fucking broken at this point, but at the same time, it's fucking hilarious to be able to do that with no ammo. Basically, you're not supposed to do any type of damage with uh, your sword if it doesn't have any ammo in it. And I'm able to do that type of stuff. <laughs> but there are other things in Destiny 2 that I have been doing. Now, barring the exotic quests, one night my friend and I were like, okay, let's go ahead inside of uh, the EDZ. And let's see if, uh, you know, just do a little bit of things here and there. So, while in the middle of doing something, my friend discovers this is, there's like this hole or something like that that we can go and fall, go and look into. that you know, Like a hidey hole so that we can go and... Uh, See where it leads to. Well, the hidey hole, we drop below. We fall out of the map onto this one ledge. And both of us are exploring the biggest, like, the biggest, like, amount of empty space imaginable. And I have a bunch of photos that I had taken of, uh, not just photos, but also videos as well, of 
me inside of the environment, right, walking to and fro, seeing guardians up above. So I'm seeing other players, and I'm shooting my gun out from the outside the geometry shooting up, and I'm seeing the other people, other guardians are walking around like a thing. Where the fuck did that come from? Like what the hell? And they're just like standing there, like what's what's going on? And my friend launching on as I'm like stuck inside the environment or something inside of like certain lost sectors and stuff. And you just see me, my horns of my character just sticking out with uh, my gun or my sword sticking out. And then when I do like a shield or when I do this and that, everything's all sticking out. But it was cool because before then we hadn't found any type of graph like glitching exploits to where it allowed you just to transverse like almost the entire out of bounds area of a specific part of the edz and like i was stating before the photos that i posted onto my instagram and stuff that was just basically me just having a fun time screwing around with like my friends and stuff and uh oh my god just the whole random shit of just discovering what type of ledges we can climb upon what in the hell goes on this and that way we were discovering things like i said like assets from like specific creatures to like tricking the ai getting to spawn points for enemies and stuff and the enemies are looking at you is like well i see you but i can't attack you because there's an invisible barrier <laughs> but uh, there was that oh and this past week i decided to play through nearly all of uh, the beyond light expansion again the main missions with my hunter and i'm happy to report my hunter at this point is almost exactly the same light level as my titan so my titan right now is at 1230 my hunter's at 1224 the supposed like soft cap i believe for the uh with this current expansion the current light level is 1230 but the pinnacle level can go all the way up to like from uh 1230 all the way up to 1260 and that's the initial level where you're supposed to be at when you try to go through things like raids and this and that but there are some missions that you can do, say for Lost Sectors or even for like some Nightfall missions where you can increase the level difficulty to so much that you can actually increase it to about 1280. And the thing about Destiny 2 that I've noticed is you can be like about 20 light levels down and you'll, you can still go through a specific mission. It's not going to lock you out or be incredibly difficult. But if you go into an incredibly like, let's say, for example, if you're like, say, 50 to 100 points like a light level down and you try to go into certain missions you're gonna struggle heavily and that's because bosses will be almost one-shotting you they'll have like the sort of like uh that icon i think tyler can remember this too from playing destiny where you have the icons where the guys are like you can't even see their light levels you can't even see their levels at all oh yeah i do big the those yes yeah the red like type of crossbones and this and that but I also made a discovery, too, in regards to the latest change that they did once Beyond Light dropped. They changed a couple of trophies inside of Destiny 2's trophy list. So before, it had the option to do the Leviathan Raid and also the Leviathan Raid, which is like basically the, uh, the raid that it launched with, along with the Prestige one, which is the harder version of that. They have since replaced both of those trophies since they became unavailable since they took that content out, them being Bungie. And in its place, you have you have to... Basically, it's more or less generalized to where you have to do a Nightfall, right? But you have to do it on the Master difficulty, 
And the second one is like you have to do it on the Grandmaster difficulty. And so I got interested and I looked at it. I looked at what these light levels are and everything else and how difficult they are. Oh my gosh, there's a long list. Once you get it to like Master, it tells you specifically why this thing is difficult or why it's that way. Because there are certain enemies that will have, say, overshields. You need like something that will do like anti-barrier type of damage or like piercing damage. Or some will have like constantly regenerating health. And so you need a weapon of some form that will do like disruption damage and stuff. But uh, quintessentially, they are, there are like more handicaps quintessentially that are in place when the higher up you get. But the payoff for all this is you will earn you will earn rare drops more commonly if you go up in higher difficulty. So for example, Tyler, you have a nightfall mission where you can play it on adept, right? Which is basically kind of like at this point 1180. Rarely you'll get like maybe an exotic engram drop or an exotic weapon drop or whatever. Now, if you go on to say a master class, those are common. So if you were to accomplish that with, say, a fire team of like with two other people, you could get some of the rarest drops commonly in that regards. But for the price of having to endure like almost a slog that you have, like it's basically you completing something on hard mode or really hard mm -hmm. mode and then getting the benefits from that. So that's like one of those things what I may want to tackle future wise. But at this moment, I want to get my characters up to like a maximum level. Because before, when I played Destiny originally, I created three characters. My Titan, my Hunter, and my Warlock. So I'm using my three same characters that I had when I initially started playing the original Destiny. So that's a little fun little odd. That's a little fun little thing where I'm using the same characters that I played as back around 2014, I think, when I first started playing Destiny originally. <laughs> but uh, another funny thing about it not about this but like the whole quest to get the lament that exotic sword my friend and I were doing like a mission or two like after and randomly I get an exotic drop you know an exotic ingram things there's a low percentage of you doing so but what's hilarious about it I get another exotic sword called the Black Talon. It actually threw me for a loop. It was really funny because here I am, I complete this main, this big old quest and stuff to get like an exotic sword and all of a sudden, like not even like 10, 15 minutes later, I get another exotic sword randomly through a drop. And the funny part about it is not long after that, I got the catalyst for it, which for those that don't know what a catalyst is, is basically the something that you equipped on to an exotic weapon where you get to complete a specific thing that you have to do in order to master the ability of the weapon that you have. I have to admit, though, the Black the black Talon, it's a fucking cool sword. It's quintessentially has, like, kind of a rose-like design on the blade and of itself. It launches projectiles and stuff, so not only is it a sword, but actually launches these, like, these waves of, like, energy or something towards enemies and stuff. So I decided to give that to my hunter, considering that, one, she does need, like, some more powerful weapons, and two, I already have the Lament on my Titan, so I <laughs> can spread that around. And that's the most beautiful part about it with Destiny 2, is, like, all my characters that I create are launched onto one account. 
So for all the legendary shards I collect, all the other resources I collect, and even like weapons that I collect. So any type of exotic weapons, I could just go through and shift between character to character and they'll have access to it. And I could do that really like really easily, say on the Destiny like companion app and this and that too. But the main thing I took out of this week is I'm... I am having so much fun going through specific adventures and accomplishing certain stuff almost on like a daily routine to where I'm getting more powerful and I'm starting to appreciate more of the adventure in terms of how to acquire these rare ass weapons and actually have fun while doing so because it actually feels like an accomplishment you know it's not like okay I'm going to pay this much and stuff like that in order to earn this no it's more or less like me going through the rigmarole earning these powerful broken-ass weapons and then using these powerful broken-ass weapons and all these modifiers to make them even stronger. I feel satisfied with Destiny 2 right now, and that's something I did not think that would happen the beginning portion of this year. <laughs> so that's it for me for games. All right, well, very cool, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you're still enjoying that one. Especially um, like a new content. Um, yeah. The only thing I think I played uh, this week is uh, Astro's Playroom. I went ahead and I ended up playing through the whole game by accident. Oh, tell me about uh, that. That sounds that actually looks pretty interesting. Yeah, like uh, it's it's the free game that's pre-installed in everybody's PS5 when you get them at launch. Um, it's really just more of a tech demo of what the uh, like the you know the haptic feedback and the and the rumble and the PS5 is really just it's a tech demo, really what it is. But it's it's quietly like a really fun, good game. Like I would like. Um, that's why I was texting back and forth with Justin a little bit, and uh, you know, I, I was I was talking to him, and I was just like, I would much rather have like I only, like I said, I only played the first like last week. I said I only played the excuse me the first few levels of a Sackboy, um, and I was like, I would you know much rather have a full game of Astro's Playroom than I would of Sackboy. Like Sackboy seems fine so far. Like I need to get deeper into it. I heard. So I heard it gets better as you get, you know, obviously I'm, I'm always, like I said, I'm still in the tutorial parts of it, still learning about the game. But, um, actually, play there's only four levels, and I had a blast with it. Like, I was just like, I turned my PS5 on, and I was like, oh, I'm going to check it. I'm going to play, I need to sit down and play some Sackboy here. And I was just like, oh, I want to try out this Ashes Playroom. I didn't really give it a chance. And I ended up playing through, like, all four levels. I played the first level, um, had a blast with it. And then I went, well, it's last Sunday, so I watched football for a little bit. Uh, and then I jump back in for a little bit, and I end up beating the last three levels like back to back to back, and each level is probably about half an hour or so maybe. So it's probably about a two hour game, maybe a little bit more if you want to make more of it. There's like a lot of cool side stuff you can do to it. It's a three D platformer, you know. It's like a, it's got that old school three D platformer stuff. There's a lot of collectibles and stuff like that if you want to get deep into it. And I, I was like, said something just before that. I said something just I'm like, hey man, have you check out Ash's Playroom? Like the game is really really good. He's like, yeah, it's my second platinum I've ever had. <laughs> so, that tells you how much awesome. Justin liked it. He went through it and played everything, collected everything it. in the game. Yeah, I completed yeah. it, got everything in the game, um, which is awesome. Um, I didn't like it that much, but I really, really you know, like, that says something about Justin when he's the only other platform he actually has, uh, uh, or platinum he has, is the Walking Dead season one, which you get just for beating the game. And I, I have that one too. Like, half of my platinums are just beating uh, Telltale games. So, um, yeah, like, I thought that was pretty awesome that he, he went and went ahead and, uh, Got that. That says how much how good that game actually is, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. Like it's, 
it's a really really good tech demo. It's a lot of fun tech demo. Like I would say, it's up. It's on par. I honestly with Wii Sports. Like I don't think. It, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be the thing that takes off. Like like a Wii like Wii Sports, you know, really sold the Wii on what it could do. It's not that like it's not going to do that kind of stuff. But I think as a game, if you know, check out and play, especially as the packing game that's pre-installed on it. It's the best tech demo I've ever played. It's it's a really good game. They make good games like the Astrobot um, VR game. Uh, I never got to just play it, but everybody says it's phenomenal. And uh, I I have regrets now not going back to check that game out. I know I can still do it, but I have to get the I have to go on and get my adapter for the PS5 for the camera. But um, yeah, I'd love it if they just got their own game. These these I can't I can't remember who who made it, but uh, it's the same people that made the uh the VR game in this game. But yeah, they like and like a lot of the nods, like a lot of the stuff is like it's basically just like a do like let's look back at the history of the PlayStation. It's like and there's like some of the collectibles are like you have the you can find the old PlayStation I is the thing in there or like the original each level is like a a, a kind of a look back and like uh going through like the history of PlayStation like one of those PlayStation 1 stuff, PS2 stuff, PS3 stuff, PS4 stuff. And there's cool like little like there's like one level you find the you find the PSP go and it's like and it's like they have like little funny comments at the at the bottom where it's like it doesn't even have a UMD drive. How you know, it's just like they, it's just like little like subtle nods. Yeah, like and it's like as a gamer you get it. And there's like like really like and like there's like cool like you see other like uh, bots doing stuff in the background. Like you'll find like there's a, a Final Fantasy Seven uh, nod. There's a Death Stranding little nod. Like you know there's like cool little things like and there's a shit ton like where I didn't even get the reference. But there's like there's so it there's so much love put into that game, um, that like I was like watching somebody like a YouTube video and they're going through a lot of like, um, what what those ones mean. It's like these like these people are like the hardcore hardcore PlayStation fans are like, I don't even know what some of these meant. I had to go look them up myself to find out what some of these like were like talking about. So that yeah, this game, it's just a bottle of love for PlayStation, which is really cool. You know, like I'm like I'm was i i had i've had all the playstations but I'm like i really wasn't a playstation guy i'm still considering myself a playstation guy really up to like but like you know for having being a playstation being my main console I, what, ps4 was my first time that being my main console so um yeah it's 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 phenomenal it's really really good um so i mean you're gonna if you get a ps5 you're gonna have it and i would recommend checking that thing out because not only does it show you what the PS5, the DualSense, uh, can do. Um, it's just actually a, like a you know, it's a really good game. On top of that, so yeah, really good game. Uh, tells you somewhere like I need to check out Sackboy, the game I paid sixty dollars for. I'm gonna play this free game I got instead. Um, not like I said, I'm not dissing Sackboy just because I haven't, I've, I haven't given it a chance. But after playing three levels of Sackboy. And playing one level of Astros play uh, playroom, I I was like I need I want to go play more Astros, so yeah that game is so good. But um, I think that's gonna do it for us this week, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said, check us out on all those places: uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all those. Uh, we're on everything. If any, any Android device, anything, we're on them. Check them out. Uh, like, share, subscribe, whatever. Uh, really would appreciate it. Uh, I was host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, stay safe, 
Have yourself a fun time gaming, and most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I think Gables? Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number